we are glad to be back with you and i heard some very good reports my dear brother akira mori sharing here how many really appreciated what he shared yes amen amen well we are thankful that god gifts men and women for the ministry and we are thankful that as we come together as the body of christ brothers and sisters together he has gifted you and as we prayed in the pre-service prayer meeting together jesus promised gave us the holy spirit and those of us who follow him we have the spirit of god in us and we can walk in that victory and that power that he has accomplished for us it's not our works it's his we praise the lord for that father we just ask you to bless this word to us may we not forget about it this next week may the holy spirit continue to use your word to speak to us and bring practical application in our everyday lives so that you be magnified we come to you a word of god speak to us now in jesus name amen the revelation of jesus christ today we'd like to respond to the lamb we would like to enter into because this is the first sunday of the month which we normally have what we call communion or the lord's supper together it is a time when believers have an opportunity to really meditate together and to understand what jesus has done for us as the lamb of god and revelation really is not so much a book of destruction and of terror and horror that is happening in the world or will happen in the world as we've seen before already the lamb is a very central theme in this book of revelation particularly in the beginning somewhat in the middle but toward the end this is his book this is his revelation it's really i think that somebody should have named it sorry john but the revelation of the lamb the revelation of the lamb because that is who is central in heaven is the lamb of god who laid down his life for us so that we might live and so that we can be free from damnation and destruction in our lives and this book is really to focus us on the lamb i believe and that's my desire do i know who the horsemen are do i know what this destruction means do i no i don't and why i ever started on this book i do not know <laughs> except a few of you said yes do it do it but i thank the lord for you pressing me because i'm seeing something new i've never seen in this book before and i trust that you do too and that is the focus on jesus christ the lamb of god who takes away carries away has taken that burden of our sins upon him and removed it from us that is what this book 
is about. And we celebrate that. So let's read together again. This is a blessing that we are reading. And I trust that as we read it, it gets into our hearts. That this is our response. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy and heed the things which are written in it, for the time is near. How many of you embrace that last phrase, the time is near? You know, we watch the news, don't we? We have the ability to watch almost instantaneously, well, at least within an hour or so, we know what happens on the other side of the world. That is phenomenal. That has never happened in the history of man. That we, we know almost instantly about a, a tsunami that hit Indonesia and thousands were killed. We know when there's an earthquake uh, in other parts of the world. Or even if we felt an earthquake right now, I bet you there's about 10 of you that will pick out your phone and hit the button that gets you to a report of where that earthquake was and how big it was. The time is near. And we're going to focus on our response to the Lamb in Revelation 8, 1 to 3. Why don't one of you read Revelation 8, 1 to 3? Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. When he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel, who had a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all God's people on the golden altar in front of the throne. The smoke of the incense, together with the prayers of God's people, went up before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and hurled it on the earth. And there came peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. Okay, thank you. One of the things that I wanted us to do this morning as we look at this passage, and I'm not going to be going through all of the seven things that happened during this time. But the important thing was, and maybe this is what the Lord is saying here, when the Lamb opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. What does that mean? How long is a half an hour? Is that earth time? Or is that heaven time? Or is there a difference between heaven and earth time? But the point is, can you imagine there being silence in heaven? Even right now, I'm hearing little noises of people turning pages or and I hear a fan or maybe it's that projector up there. What is silence? Silence says everything is still. There's no speaking. There's no shuffling. There's no trucks going by. There's no jets going 
overhead. It is silent. It's pure silence. Have you ever been in a place where something has happened, either in an opera or even a movie, and then there's just silence? It's heavy. You can feel it. But silence is nothing. Nothing in terms of activity and distraction. And silence is what happens on this last seal that the lamb breaks. You remember what happened when he broke the first? There was praise, there was peals of thunder, there was things that happened. But this time, the last one of that scroll, the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for a long time. Because God is showing us who is in control of what happens in the future. That's what this whole book is all about. We have Psalm 141, 1 and 2. O Lord, I call upon you. Hasten to me. Give ear to my voice when I call to you. And then as Flossie had read for us, let my prayer be counted as incense before you and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. What is the evening sacrifice? The evening sacrifice happened every evening, sundown. And the high priest went out with his censer and he put fire in it from the altar and he brought it in and he put incense to be burned and waved in that holy place. And even some of it drifted into the Holy of Holies. Speaking of the presence of God, that presence that we stand in awe of. And we read a few weeks ago about the prayers of the saints being saved. Do you realize that your prayers are being saved. We already prayed a couple of prayers this morning together with the worship team and then as Dave prayed for us. Those are being saved. Can you imagine how God is saving all those? In other words, some of them he's answered, oh well, I don't need that one, throw that away and sort it out. Well, I already answered that one. I'm going to answer that one. I can throw that away too. No. I believe that those prayers are all being saved. But what is the purpose of that? And I think the secret lies in this chapter. And we'll look at that and we'll see that. John the Apostle saw and heard this in heaven. For the Lamb in the center of the throne will be their shepherd and will guide them to springs of the water of life and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That is what God cherishes, is our prayers and the tears. It says he keeps our tears in a bottle. We are so 
detached from the impact of what prayer means. But what I feel the Lord had given me, this challenge that we have of understanding what it means when we pray and what God does for us in holding those prayers to the right timing and his great power and ability to make those things happen. And so this morning, what I've just shared, the Holy Spirit can make sense of it. And another angel came and stood at the altar with a golden censer, and he was given much incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints rose before God from the hand of the angel. And then the angel took the censer and filled it with fire from the altar and threw it on the earth. And there were peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. Now the seven angels had the trumpets prepared to blow. 2 Corinthians 2.14-15 says, But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. For we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. That last statement is kind of a quandary. For we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. We have to remember that we are still on this earth. We are not perfect. But those who are around us, we need to be evangelizing. We need to be telling the good news. Not just holding it to ourselves. Not just saying, this is mine, I'm keeping it to myself. We need to move out to those who are perishing. Because Jesus' blood has been spilt for them as well. And the fact that they haven't had an opportunity to receive that, I leave that with God. But for those who say, I won't have anything to do with him, that puts them in the hands of a fearful God, a holy God, who demands righteousness. Otherwise, there's no fellowship with a holy God. That's what this is about. And at the end, Jesus told about there were the sheep and there were the goats. And there is a differentiation, a separation. And yes, our relatives, our children, our neighbors, our friends, without receiving this gift, they will perish. And that's what makes us, in our name as MCC, the Evangelical Free Church, 
means that we are gospel preaching. We're talking about welcome, welcome, welcome. If you don't know Jesus, we want to sit down and talk with you about that. That is who we are in our spiritual DNA. What God has given us to share. And let's go out to the world. Because the world is really the brunt of what we continue to read in Revelation. And the judgment that comes, the fearfulness that comes, is not directed toward his redeemed ones. It is given for those who have rejected the Lamb and say, no thank you, I'll carry it myself. And that is the height of hypocrisy. That is the height of pride. For everyone that comes must humble themselves because of what the Lamb has done for us. Standing in our place. Continue to have hope and to have faith to believe that those that you're praying for will one day receive the Lamb. Don't give up praying. Don't give up not speaking to them. Go past that and see the incredible love and sacrifice that Jesus Christ empowered us to be able to announce and to tell our relatives, our friends, those that we love about Jesus Christ. That's our number one purpose of being left on the earth. I see no other reason why God shouldn't just take me right now. Someone has said, you know, the church hasn't really figured this out yet because they're going to have to find that their filthy rags need to be thrown away and burned and the righteousness of the Lamb. We be clothed with the righteousness of the Lamb. That is the gospel. Everyone has to come to that decision. And it's simple. It's not complicated. Bless you this week as you are the fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. You smell very good. And may that be what attracts. Allow Jesus' life, the life of the Lamb, to live in you, to be that attraction. It means that you have to continue to die. You have to continue to realize that it's not by, oh, oh, I'll try harder, harder. No, rest in the work of the Lamb, and the rest will come. Bless you. It is good to be with you. I know some of you, and your life in Christ is obvious. Don't fall into condemnation. Walk in the freedom that he's given you.